0: The Morning Invasion brings you Shock Therapy Live, featuring Pastor Nate Heitzig. Call now,
1: 338-3700, or email us at studio at star88.fm.
2: Man, it's a Christmas, Mm. Christmas edition of Shock Therapy Live, and we got some presents to unwrap today. And I'm not speaking of, like, physical presents, I'm talking about... The presence of the Lord. Yeah, and cre- question. You know what I realized? What you guys are like. What? Mm,
0: tell me. You guys are like snarky ten-year-olds.
1: Oh. Uh. Now listen, listen, listen to uh. what, listen
0: to what I mean by that. Let him,
1: let him get through it. All right. So
0: you guys mocking the music, is like a ten-year-old kid saying. Mom and Dad, I don't want to eat that for dinner. Okay, but they make the they it. make the food anyways, didn't and then you sit at the table and make it. snarky remarks didn't about it. said food.
1: When mo- did we mock we it? We didn't mock the music. I'm
0: just saying. Because
1: Dude. of Oh Holy Night. Oh Holy Night. No, Hold that's on. The best Nate, Christmas Nate. Song. Nate. No. It's Hold, John. On. Hold
2: on. Hold on. Hold on. Oh Holy Night played at eight twenty two. Yeah. And again at nine oh one. But it
1: was a different version. That was different Phil Wickham's. Before it was written Collective. And Steve O did say. It's the greatest Christmas. It song. is. It's my favorite. Mm. It really so, is my favorite. Mocking?
0: I see, no, so. no, that's why I said snarky. Snarky. Okay. Just slightly uh, snarky. I think he called
2: us
1: narks.
0: Narks.
2: Nope. Oh, bro. Narks? Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's what he called us.
1: Narc? Yeah. That's the dude at the school It's like 23 that thinks, like, pretends like he's in high school so he can rat you out.
2: Shh, just go along with me, dude. Have my back. Okay. Gosh. Sweet just Beard. Just trying dude. to help you. Sweet just Beard. to Nate. help you with Dude, you guys have to see Nate beard. Get in front of the, uh,
0: so when I say when I when I mean snarky, it would be like so. Let's say you said you don't want to eat that, yeah. And then you, your parents made it anyways, and then you're like, "Didn't we have chicken last week?" See, that's like it's not mocking it; it's snarky. But we you
2: didn't bro. mock the we Christmas. Did mock music. You
0: didn't mock it. You didn't mock okay. it. You snarked it. Can you no. get in you front of the it. Uh,
2: the iPads That's so my favorite For so what? I was being genuine. I want that's my you to favorite. show off your, your beard, dude. Show off your beard. Look at this thing.
1: That's a big beard. I've
2: never seen you with a beard like that. Doesn't
0: look as, doesn't look that good. It's gonna, it's gonna get there. Looks it's like gonna you're get trying
2: there. out for Roland Sampson.
0: I'm trying guys, out.
1: No? Laugh track. Okay. Mm. All right. I uh, have so many questions already co- chiming in. Well, guess what? We got a phone call.
0: Well, I have a really oh. important question. Oh, we have a phone call. Go ahead. Mine. Nope. We got a phone call. No, phone you always, always got to give win. preference. You
1: guys, you guys say that
3: every time. You gotta give That's preference. It.
2: Uh, yeah. Phone lines are open 505-338-3700. It's Shock Therapy Live. Good morning.
3: Hey. Good morning. Uh, I have a some issues i like to discuss for Shock Therapy Live. Okay. Um, I got a 14-year-old daughter. Uh, she was suspended last week. And um, I took away her phone from her and kind of was just being a parent. And she ran away from my house on Monday. And a uh, bunch of realizations have come to light. I just found out that her friend that she was staying at... Uh, her brother um, just de virginized my daughter uh, over there at their house, and uh, I guess their parents uh, allow them to uh, smoke weed and, and drink and, and stuff like that. Um, according to the authorities, there's really nothing I can do. Uh, she's 14 years old, she's at a legal age where she can run away. All I can do is uh, make a missing persons report and. Um, also call and do uh, welfare checks at the house I believe she's staying at. Um, having a really hard time. I also am a father of uh, seven children total, five of which uh, are with me right now, and they're all young age, so I'm trying to keep a happy spirit in the house for the younger children for Christmas time, but I'm going through a hard time myself. Yeah, man. uh, dealing with my daughter.
0: Man, well, well, from an advice standpoint, I'd probably give you the advice that you've tried. I'd probably, the advice that I'd give you would be to call the cops and, um, to report that your daughter ran away. It's shocking to me and surprising to me that, um, there's nothing that the, the authorities can do. At 14, especially. At 14, and especially if you know they're smoking pot and things like that, It's, it's incredibly shocking to me. Um. I would possibly, I don't know if you have the funding to do it, but I would possibly just give a call to a family law attorney and just ask them, say, hey, this is what happened. What do you guys recommend? See if they could be of some help. Um, so as far as a advice standpoint, I think you're doing everything that I would probably tell you to do. So what I would just you know want to do is i just want to really in this time because there's there's nothing more that i could tell you to do if we'll try this or do this i would just say can we pray for you because that's a horrible situation to be in i'm so sorry that you're there and what i would say for you just personally is to really in this time because it's going to be really hard not to go to a dark place and it's going to be really hard to get man i got to be honest if if i was if that was my daughter and this was happening i'd have to every bone of my body to not go over there and just Yep. you know mm-hmm. be a dad in a very physical way um so I would just want to pray for you that God would give you some peace in this time uh that in this season that he would give you some rest that he would speak to you that he would um that he would that you would run to him in the same way that you want your daughter to run back home to you that you would run to your heavenly father and you would cast your cares before him for he cares for you and so my prayer for you would just be that uh, God would give you some peace in this season and that he would uh, allow you to rest your eyes and rest your mind and trust in him. Um, so can we pray for you?
3: Yeah, no, please pray for me. And and, and I would ask that you guys pray um, for just to, so I have better knowledge and, on how to be a parent. I have no idea what I'm doing as a parent. Um, mm-hmm. I got, I have a lot of children and, When I first started having children, I really didn't um, have a plan as far as raising these children. Um, I didn't grow up in a household where there was a a mother and a father. I was actually uh, raised by the state, so Mm -hmm. I I really didn't know about raising children. I still don't. I'm kind of just winging it, and I don't know. It's just hard, and I just pray that um, or ask you guys to pray for me to give me um, guidance. Of God will kind of show me what I need to do to be a better parent and to uh, watch over my family. Well, I want to give right. you.
0: I want to give you really quick. Um, there is a, a phenomenal class here at Calvary, a, a parenting a class, a Christian parenting class, um, and it just started up uh, pretty recently. It started up uh, on Monday, December third. But I would encourage you to come and register for that class. Uh, I think that that would be really helpful for you to, as, as you're saying, just learn how to be a better parent. That's what the class is all about. So I would recommend you join that class, and that can be really helpful. And that in, in that class, you'll find some resources, some books that um, can just give you training and biblical advice on how to be a, a better parent as well. So, I, well, I'm, we're definitely going to pray for that, but I would, th- I think, practically, there's some things you can do to train yourself up to be a better parent as well.
3: All right, awesome.
0: Um hey Steve um, will, you, will you pray for that. will yeah, you pray for him and his daughter?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um and I, I wanted to give you some resources too before we do because looking at everything um at 14 years of age you really you really need to check out uh, New Mexico Legal Aid. It's nmlegalaid.org. Um the website nmlegalaid.org because Whereas you can't report her missing, and there's no runaway runaway laws in New Mexico. There are different things, especially if you're suspecting her of using drugs or having sex at the age of 14. Um, so there are different things you can do. Um, in fact, a few people chimed in immediately with uh, statutory rape laws in New Mexico because she is a 14-year-old. She's still considered a minor, and so... Um, as, as a father, dude, one, we love you and our heart breaks for you. But yeah, I want to pray for you right now. Father, we just come before you and, uh, man, we are asking for your covering. We're asking for you to just bring peace and comfort in this time to this father. I pray for wisdom that you would just guide his steps, Lord. We know your word that reminds us that, uh, Oh man, that you will lay this, this path straight. You will make it straight. If we just cling to you, if we just trust in you, Lord, um, if we give it over to you. So we are asking for you to take charge in this situation, Lord, that you would somehow make this path straight, Lord, that he would not lean on his own understanding, that he would acknowledge you in this situation in all of his ways and, in in every step that he takes forward, uh, with his daughter, Lord, we pray for the daughter right now, I pray that you would just place one a hedge of protection around this girl Lord with the situation that she's in, the, the foolishness that she's involved in and I pray that you would just make it difficult Lord that that she would see the fruit of her sin right now and that you would cause her uh, to have so many <laughs> so many doubts and so many um, revelations of what her sin is doing that it would cause her to run back to her house. Lord, I, and we know that you are such a phenomenal God of, of restoration that we know that this is not a, a situation beyond your repair because you are a holy God. Um, and we know that you can guide these steps, Lord. So we just pray now for restoration. We pray now for this father to have peace and comfort and, and, and mercy and grace and wisdom and that you would just fill him with you lord and that you would just guide his steps in this process and that you would restore his daughter and bring her home to him in jesus name amen amen, amen. dude amen. We, we're praying for you man yeah, we bro. love you and we got a we got a whole army of listeners the me, praying for you now as well a lot of parents chiming in um so be encouraged dude uh, god is a god of of redemption a god of restoration and uh, man i've I've seen some incredible miracles happen in in the lives of families when a dad steps up and takes charge um, and honors God with his steps it's I can't wait to see how God can restore this situation dude so we're we're praying for you man
3: thank you guys and and I, I see that and I listen to your show all the time um it really took to my heart whenever you had the guest speaker and, and they, they were talking about um, child trafficking and sex yeah, trafficking and yeah, stuff. Man. And yeah. and Deliver an fun. absent father is yeah. one of the, you know, worst things you can do or be is an absent father. So I, I take all that stuff to heart and, and I'm, you know, doing my best to, to be present in my children's lives um, and be a good father to them. And, and uh, I'm, I'm, Doing everything I can to lead him down the right path, and I I do trust God, and
1: Good.
3: I know that He's you know doesn't put anything in front of me that I can't handle. But it, it's just tough right now.
1: Man, yeah. I just lean on Him and His Word because I, I I like you. I grew up without a father, and I was terrified becoming a father because I didn't know the first thing about being a dad. And then I remembered that that we have His Word, and His Word you see His character, and through that you can come to understand the characteristics of a good father because our Lord is the greatest father. And so if you lean on him, if you lean on his word, I promise you, man, he will make your path straight. So um, just, just praying for you. But again,
0: I, I recommend that you get some training because yes. a lot of times as Christians, yeah. we like to get in this place where it's like, man, just trust in the Lord, trust in the Lord. And we say we trust in the Lord, but we're not doing things to make, well, yeah. make no, that job better. Yeah, absolutely. So I would say don't just trust in the Lord. Yes, trust in the Lord, but also do some things within your life, some practical things that you can shore up the areas that you're weak in, and so you can grow and be a better father. Yeah. And so um, like that class is great. Find a book on parenting, dig in, and and learn everything you can about what it means to actually be a good dad.
3: Mm-hmm. We'll do, we'll do. Um, I, I did, I just want a question about the class. Is it geared more towards, like, uh, parenting towards teens because I've read books and stuff on parenting when my children were first born. And, I, and you know, for toddlers and newborns, you know, um, there's a lot of knowledge you need to know for that. But I'm past that point now, and yeah. I'm into this adolescence where they're more defiant. And that's kind of where I'm having more problems, more struggles.
0: Yeah, it's parenting in general. Um, and so it's, okay. it's going it's to cover the whole gamut. Uh, the, the couple that leads it have kids who have, um, grown up, have been teenagers are now married and have kids. And so, um, it, from, from a standpoint of people who are going to be teaching this class is people who have seen it all. So it's a, they are good people to ask questions to, uh, so it's going to awesome. cover the whole gamut.
2: All right, brother. All right. Stay strong, man. We love you. That. Thank you. All guys. right, man. All right, man. We'll see you. Gosh. Uh. My Dude. heart is broken for that guy, you know? It's
0: hard, man.
1: Yeah. And uh, somebody chimed in with the question earlier and now they're like, Well, never mind, my question's petty. But I'm like, nah, man, no. there's no you know, like Yeah,
0: we had a call or someone calling in before that um that I mean just a second ago we were able to take their call, they hung up, but I would just encourage you to still call back.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. That's th- this show we we run the gamut of questions, you know what I mean? Like yeah, and then so all over and and so
0: you think your question is petty? Right before that phone call, I said I had a question. My question was about Xbox games, <laughs> so uh, it can't be that
1: petty. <laughs> good. Uh, five
2: zero five three three eight thirty seven hundred.
1: But I think it's not. That's it. It's not. Nothing's technically. Nothing's like petty within this this realm because it's something that's on maybe our, the Xbox you know I mean? games. And, uh, why why is that petty it's still i mean it's still something you know what i mean i i realize it's like oh god doesn't care god cares Like when we put it like this limit of like he'll care about this and this and this but this is stupid
0: he doesn't care whether i kill orcs or whether i kill zombies yeah Mm -hmm. he's not like you know you should really kill are you asking me
1: whether or not you should get like uh, Shadow of Mordor or um like Call of Duty 5 or something. I'm just asking
0: you I've cuz I've never had an Xbox. I've had a PlayStation. Yeah. So I just want to ask you like what good Xbox games are
1: there? That's what's a good the, question. What's good games? It's, it's Red, a really good question. Red, Red, I mean, Dead Redemption. Red Dead. Red Dead. Yeah. Too. No, I mean. Dead exclusives Dead though, games. bro. Exclusives. Oh, cuz exclusive? he's had a PlayStation. Hmm. It's funny cuz I've dipped but even so, so hard PlayStation that I'm like I don't know. It could be it
0: could <laughs> it could be a non-exclusive because since I got the 4K xbox and i have a 4k tv i want like really incredibly vibrant games to play
1: Hmm. i don't know okay 4k get spider-man oh playstation shut up oh it's the best game i've ever
0: played is it okay
1: yes guys we got questions we gotta help people um i have a dilemma this is the one that said my dilemma is so petty my husband got a 435 typewriter a couple months ago i wasn't feeling spending that much money on a typewriter and told him you know what early christmas present he agreed, and it's all good. But now, I'm feeling like I should get him something because it's Christmas, bro. Should I stick to my guns and not get him anything because we already agreed the typewriter was his early Christmas present because he spent a lot of money on it? Or get him something just so he'll have something under the tree for me. He always needs tools, but I don't know what the heck he needs. Stuffing stalkers, stuffing bro. That's her question. Sto- stu- stuffing
0: well, what to get for her husband?
1: Yeah, well, so oh, here's the deal. I have this dilemma, like, on the use. Okay, okay.
0: F- first of all, it's a typewriter. Is this Brian? Is this, is this about Brian? <laughs> it's
1: Melanie. It's Melanie. Because like, I'm going to no. let you know I
0: don't think he wants tools. He doesn't <laughs> yeah. seem like a tool no. guy.
1: Well, you'd be surprised, dude. Phoenix is, like, a handy guy. It's really weird. He drives a truck, and he's like, you know.
0: Anyways, okay. We have a phone call.
1: <clears throat> no, we got to answer this question.
0: Get him an Xbox.
1: Get him an Xbox? Ex- no, but it, should she get him something? I think
0: something small. I think having small things under the tree. But
2: what about that that whole thing of like, well, you already got me something. We already opened it up and let's make a deal. Like we don't get each other else anything else.
1: If Chrissy and I do this thing, because we used to do this regularly where all of a sudden it's like October and we're getting each other our like Christmas gifts. Come December, if there's something under the tree and I like surprise her with something, she would get mad. Yeah, yeah. Like it wasn't like so you gotta oh, be careful with that. You thought? I guess it me. depends it was on. Like, Dude, but said... I guess it depends
0: on your love language. Yeah. If that's the love true. language is gift giving, yeah. you're kind of like, well, I expected at least really something on Christmas.
1: Yeah, that's true too. Like
2: for me, I kind of like those gifts of of uh, things I don't like to buy myself, like underwear and socks and like sweaters and things that you know you, shaving nine? stuff i'm <laughs> serious i like that stuff no i literally I said the other day it.
0: i literally said the other day the older you get the less magical christmas becomes because yeah. the things that you really want yeah. you end up buying for yourself exactly so right? you just buy it for yeah. yourself so then by the time christmas comes when people say well what do you want for christmas it's like ah here's my grocery list i need some of these things right you end up just picking really practical things
1: uh mm-hmm. somebody said wrap the typewriter have them open that on christmas Mm. Because mm-hmm, then you
0: also mm-hmm, view mm-hmm. Christmas presents from people as like some kind of a monetary form. It's like, well, how much are you gonna spend? Oh, man, well, I don't want to waste that. So like I, I could get that, but yeah, I'll just get I'll just get some dirt from my backyard. Eh,
2: mm. some dirt. There we go. All right, thank you for holding. Good morning.
4: Hi, guys, good morning. Good morning. Um, I don't know how much time I'm um, at work, but I just wanted to um, to reach out to you guys because I'm kind of on the other end of the spectrum of that previous caller's okay. call. And whereas I just recently found out that I know someone who is allowing these kids to come to her house and do all of these things. Oh. And so I'm just wondering what your guys' advice is for me for her, because it's just very upsetting to find out that she's allowing these kids to come in and do these things at the house.
1: Oh, man. So basically, you have a friend who's the enabling parent who lets the children drink, do drugs, and have sex.
4: Yes. Her mm. son and all of his friends come over to the house and have free will to do whatever it is that they want to do. Man whoo wow well Gosh. here's the thing like, and it's it, awful yeah. it's terrible and i just i'm so upset that i found out about it and i've right. just been I, I just don't know what to do i don't know what to so to elaborate uh how
1: did you like discover this firsthand like you saw like illicit yes. activity ha- going down like okay so are we talking legal, yes, ma- I was a there legal matter or? i found out okay like if we're talking illegal activity, you call the police because you are a witness to illegal things. If we're talking about teenagers having sex, that's a different story. Um So that would be my next question. D- is is, like, is is
0: your friend a professing believer first of all? Mm. Um That's the answer there. Right. Yeah.
4: Yes. Yes, but she's not uh she's not following the Lord. Right. Kay. Okay. Okay.
0: Cause if she's a professing believer, I'd go to her, um, from a, from a, from a Christ standpoint and say, look, you've got to understand that what you're doing is wrong. Um, you're, you're not only the, 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 the Bible's, the Bible's super clear on allowing, allowing sin to happen on being witness to sin on yeah. viewing sin and not doing anything. Yep. Um, and the, the thing is that she, what she's doing and with the other, the other, uh, respect of this is she's. She's enabling kids because I'm saying these, the, even if they're teenagers, they're kids. Teenagers make dumb decisions. She's enabling them to truly walk away from Christ. And Jesus um, was very harsh to those who would prevent the little children from coming to him. And I would say that this is an instance of that. By letting kids do whatever they want, you're uh, really holding kids back from a relationship and a walk with Christ. And God's going to hold her accountable for that. When she stands before the Lord, she's not just going to be held accountable for her actions but in I think this if scenario. She if
1: she doesn't have, like, if she doesn't really care,
0: she's
3: yeah. not
1: going to care about that. She's well, going to go, the thing is,
4: is we had a huge blowout argument about it because I confronted her about it, and oh. her justification is that... At least they're doing it at her house and not out on the street. Oh, boy. All right, so then
1: here's what you she do. She knows where here's they are. You, here's what you need to do. Multiple people chiming in. If they are minors, if they are under the age of 18 or 21, and she's serving them alcohol and she's allowing them to do drugs, that's yeah, illegal activity. You call yeah. CYFD and the police. Yeah. Like, you call the police. That's- they need to know, Then you and you call for a well child check uh, through CYFD. Seriously. So...
4: From what I understand, from what I was told, is that there has already been that uh, happened at the house.
1: Keep at it. Like, seriously. Because, because it's a
0: repeat offense. It so it, it, if she gets in trouble for it once, they might be lenient. But if she gets in trouble for it multiple times, eventually she's going to have to appear before court. Yeah. She's going to end up having to experience some really huge pain legally. Yeah. Um, and possibly, if it persists, even
1: have her kid taken away from her. Or just shame her on Facebook and give the address out. That usually works too. I'm just Don't kidding. I'm just kidding. That's do not do idea. that. That's a terrible idea. I'm totally joking. That was somebody else's idea on YouTube. I'm sorry. <laughs>
4: Okay, guys, i got to hang up. I'm sorry. I'm on break. i got to okay. go. All right, thank Here you go. so much for the advice. If you want to give me some more information, I am listening. Cool. Thank, thank, you thank you so much.
1: I think that's the advice. Like, literally, everybody's like, call the authorities. Call CYFT. Yes, keep calling. Yeah, man. Sam Swan. Shout out to Sam Swan, who made a YouTube so he could chime in. Sam
2: Swan. What's up, man?
0: Yeah, you know, it's funny. A lot of these questions that we're getting today, there's some biblical advice for it, but a lot of it's, like, legal-like. I know, it's interesting.
1: I know. It's, oh gosh. Yeah. Do you guys want to do something a little lighthearted and away from No, I like the really, really, really <laughs> away like from, like, like, hard illicit activity. Questions. Yeah, this
0: is like the before Christmas show, too. I know,
1: yeah. Dude. I like the questions. Well, that okay, let's break be real. Heart. We talk about this, but like suicide and heart attacks, monstrous this this week because the holidays can be a happy time for families and also the most depressing time of the year for those without. So I understand. And that's why we do shock therapy live, but man, it's, it's heartbreaking. It's hard. hard. Yeah, dude. Um, all right. I'm going to, we, we have a few questions, but I'm going to go with a little light, light, lighter one in to like kind of break it up. Cause man, how do you know when a Christian man is truly into you? What does a real man? Do we have to take a break? Oh yeah! Oh my gosh! I, mean, yeah.
0: I was just wondering. I was like, we've been, we've like, this is like, old, this felt like I old school shock therapy forgot. live. I
2: know it was. <laughs> we had to take two. We've already wow. Missed I completely forgot. I like the question to be took fair, me out. Yeah, I was
1: gonna say. To be fair, it's wow. been a heavy show.
0: I looked at my watch and it was it was nine thirty, <laughs> and I was like, I thought we were supposed to have like two breaks by yeah, now.
1: Yeah, we we sure <laughs> yeah. need to take a break.
0: All right. Hey, Oh Holy Night, here it comes. <laughs> yep, yep, we'll do that. <laughs> Now we'll,
2: we'll take a quick break, and we'll come back, and uh, you'll fire this question off. Yeah, 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 okay? yeah. Okay? Shock Therapy
0: Live. We'll be
1: right back. The
0: Morning Invasion
1: with Dex and Stevo on Star 88.
2: It's Shock Therapy Live. Pastor mm. Nate Heitzig is here, and the questions are just piling up.
1: We Actually, we really do have a lot Let's of questions. Let's do this. Yeah. yeah All yeah, right, yeah, what yeah. was the question
2: before the break? Okay.
1: Um. Gosh. Find it, bro. How do you know... When a Christian man is truly into you, what does a real man do to show he's committed to building something solid with a good woman? I feel like I may be being strung along right now. Well, I think,
0: I, now, I, I, I'm i going to point out, my view on this um, might be partially biblical, might be partial to just how I did it. So, I, I, I'm just going to preface it with that, that this isn't necessarily the way that you know, but... I come from a standpoint that the only purpose of dating somebody is with the pursuit of marriage in mind. Mm-hmm. If you can't see yourself marrying them, then what's the point of dating them? Yeah. And so the way that I approached Janae when we first started dating is I said, "Hey, um, I really like you. I, uh, I'm attracted to you. I'm gonna make you my get, wife." We get a, no. Basically, I said we get a, we get along really, really well. Um, but I've done the dating thing before, and I don't just want to date if it's going to be a waste of both of our times. So I want to ask if you want to date with the pursuit of marriage in mind. Did you say, i am I making honest that woman out of you? <laughs> that doesn't mean that it's like, hey, if, stuff, if something weird happens, it doesn't work out that we have to get married. But I right. said, I want to date with the pursuit of marriage. That way there's a goal in both of our minds yeah. I'm saying, look, the goal and the pursuit is marriage. That's what we're striving for. And so I called our dad up as well before we started dating. I said, hey. Um, I want to ask you for permission to date your daughter with the pursuit of marriage um, to make it very, very clear. I like so that. I think a Christian man who, who who's genuinely committed to Christ will be committed to a relationship recognizing that dating leads to marriage and that um, marriage is the goal, and if marriage isn't the goal, you shouldn't be dating. Look, the, if if marriage is not the goal in the relationship you're in, get out of the relationship mm-hmm. because it's only going to lead to sin. Because you begin to tell yourself, "Well, we're not going to be married," so, and you end up doing stupid things that you wouldn't do if marriage isn't the goal. Get out. Yep. Good it's call, not, sir. It's not, it's not worth it.
1: Boom. There I we like go. That. That's good. I'm going to do rapid fire because we've got so many, and I'm like, dude, let's get to this. Uh, By the way, Janae says that I know y'all are missing me right now. She just texted the live line. Miss you, Janae. No, we don't. No, we (laughs) don't. My older son is having nightmares about things from the dark coming to get him in real life. I said the spiritual realm couldn't physically hurt us if we believe and trust in the Lord. Is there a verse in the Bible that would confirm this? I know your time is tight, so a quick reference or even just a text would be amazing. Wait, say it again. My older son is having nightmares about things from the dark coming to get him in real life. Huh. I said the spiritual realm can't physically hurt us if we believe and trust in God. Is there a verse in the Bible that would confirm this?
0: Well, there would be verses in the Bible about the reality of the spiritual realm, that the spiritual realm um, is very real, but that um, but that there's angels and there's demons. And so as a child of God, what I would say, the, the, the honestly, the encouragement that I would give to you would be encouragement from an M. Night Shyamalan movie. Yeah! That if Satan is real, it means that God's also real mm-hmm. and God's stronger. So one thing I always say and I've said in a message before is the Bible says that Satan is like a roaring lion going to and fro seeking whom he may devour. If that doesn't scare you, you've never seen National Geographic. Yeah. Because you see those lions hunt and it's terrifying. They go back and forth, they're looking at that little baby zebra, licking their lips. They jump out of the bush. Boom. Break its neck it's and they eat help it.
2: This kid with this nightmare. Sorry about that. I just wanted to make it come no. alive.
0: So so it's terrifying. We need to understand it one thing he needs to understand, it's good to be scared and understand the reality and the power of Satan. Well, too I many people pants. too many people aren't, aren't ha, don't understand the reality of the spiritual realm and yeah. so no, they're like this. oh whatever uh, Satan whatever but it's we we should have a healthy fear and understand man Satan's powerful, so I need to make sure that I'm I'm defending myself properly. But the Bible talks about someone else who goes to and fro. The Bible says the eyes of the Lord mm. go to and fro, looking for those who he can show himself strong on their behalf. So if Satan is a lion, God's the lion tamer. Yeah! If Satan is the Indominus Rex, God's the Mosasaurus that's going to jump out of the water and eat that dinosaur hole. Um, and so it doesn't matter how... How many things Satan throws at you? If God's on your side, look, I'd rather have God on my side and Satan against me than Satan on my side and God against me.
1: Yeah. So. Beautiful, there go. yeah. I like that. Good, dude. Moving on. I want, I want to rapid-fire do this, yo. I'm going to get through these dude, Christmas. Rapid-fire bro. My gift <laughs> is answering all of the questions. You're going to do it, bro. My younger cousin has been involved with the police three times in the last month. The altercations were all physical, which led to a mental Wait, wait, evaluation. start over. My younger cousin has been involved with the police three times in the last month. Oh, man. The altercations were all physical, which led to a mental evaluation, but he would not continue with the therapy. He's physically bullied and assaulted several of my younger cousins, including his sisters and younger brother. Brings us to the point right before Christmas, my mom and grandfather have said he is not invited to the Christmas Eve annual family event. I'm feeling conviction because... We are to love our brothers Christ loves us, so is it wrong of my mom and grandfather to essentially shun him for this behavior? He seems to believe that nothing is wrong and doesn't think he's done anything wrong. Please help me. Okay, okay. so <laughs> what
0: I would say is in a situation like this, um, it's not wrong when someone is in sin to let them stay in sin and to let them basically experience the downfall and the pain of that until they come home. So I don't think it's wrong Wrong. to not invite him to not have him there. So I look at the prodigal son. Look, the father let the prodigal son go out and do the stupid crap that he did. And he didn't call him and beg him and say, come home, come home, come home, come home. He waited until the prodigal son had had enough of his sin, until he was with the pigs, until he was in the the filth, until he experienced his misery, to come to his own senses and say, man, this is terrible. I wonder if dad's going to have me back. I wonder if dad will let me come home. And he came back in shame. He came back in despair. And when he came back with a contrite heart, the father was there with a code of honor to welcome him home, not with shame, but with love and with honor. So I would say this is the sample that you guys need to take with this cousin. Look, I wouldn't, I, I honestly wouldn't send an invitation to him. I wouldn't either. I would let him live his life. Yep. I would wait till he comes back in desperation and in in sorrow and says, look, I'm so sorry for what I've done. Will yeah. you guys forgive me?
1: You made it clear there's no remorse. You've also made it clear that this cousin of yours has been physically violent with your family members, including younger siblings. Yeah. And then it's like, hey, I don't want to ruin Christmas for this one. I was about to say a really bad word. This Whoa. terrible man. <laughs> so I'm going to ruin it for all of the children who actually value Christmas. Dude, no, don't feel bad. Yeah. Seriously, you yep. have an obligation to them as well, and you're going to ruin Christmas for this guy who doesn't seem to care about anything or ruin it for the people that actually want to be in the family and take part uh, in fun things. Yep. So, anyways, okay. Moving on. I started sharing the gospel with the sales calls I get. Huh. I started sharing the gospel, like, as you're a sa- I,
0: So, like, you get one of those calls...
1: Hi! Oh, like a telemarketer. Okay. Hi. So, I'm I... like, if you are the telemarketer, don't do that. <laughs> Hi, um, with MCI, I'd like to also talk to you about my Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Don't do that. I'm saying, don't do that. Yeah. You're yeah. yeah. gonna get fired. Anyways, I started sharing the gospel with the sales calls I get. So far, I mostly just get hung up on, or the person tells me I shouldn't be sharing my religion. Today, however, a Muslim man I talked to was interested and wants to call me back to hear more about Jesus. What resources can I give a Muslim seeking Jesus?
0: Um, I would have to I, honestly. I don't have any on the top of my head. I'd have to research a little bit and find some good resources. Find some good books. Um, there is a book that my dad has read, but I don't think it's necessarily a good resource for the Muslim guy. It might be a good resource for you. Yeah. There's a book called "The Cross and the Shadow of the Crescent," yes! which is a, a, a good book maybe for you to read, not necessarily for him to read. So I would need to do a little bit of research on that before I can give you an. Accurate response, mm. honestly. You
2: know, I, this makes me think of the time I got to spend some time in Amman, Jordan, with uh, a mission down there. Yeah, and uh, it was really cool to see how they were sharing Christ with um, with Muslims. They were. Having relationships
1: with yeah. them. Like friendships. Oh, that sounds okay, good. I'm like, you gotta clarify. Yeah. Yeah, Relations, you, relationships. you totally did the quotations thing, bro. Sorry, you dude. said they were having relationships. Gosh. And I'm like, what does that mean? Here's the book I immediately recommend. Thanks beyond for cutting me off I appreciate Beyond, it. beyond, I appreciate beyond it. opinion. Well, we got so many questions oh, cool, and like yeah. we're just trying to get her a resource. It's like this is urgent.
2: Yeah, go ahead, talk. Beyond
1: <laughs> Beyond Opinion. Living the Faith We Defend by Ravi Zacharias. Ravi Zacharias International Ministries has an entire team of people from all different backgrounds. And and this book is literally a resource for someone coming from a different faith to the gospel. And it's written from the perspectives of former uh, Muslims, former uh, Hindu, former like whatever it is. And it's all from the perspective of this person who came to Jesus Christ that was a devout person. Whatever. And so there is a whole section on uh, Muslims.
0: So. Yes. And I have, okay, now I can give a recommendation because I, I have heard of this book. My dad's read it and I can recommend this. Okay. There's a great book called Seeking Allah, Finding Jesus A Devout Muslim Encounters Christianity. It's written by a former Muslim, hmm. um, a girl named Nabil uh, Qu- Quereshi. Um, and it portrays uh, the inner of somebody who, uh, a, Muslim, a Muslim girl who went out to try to seek Allah and ended up in the process discovering Jesus. So that is a good resource. A few other resources that I just found online really quick. Uh, Muslims, Christians, and Jesus, gaining understanding and building relationships. Uh, ask your Muslim friend, an introduction to Islam and a Christian's guide for interaction with Muslims. Healing the broken, family of Abraham, new life for Muslims. Um, and woman-to-woman woman sharing Jesus with a Muslim friend. Awesome. So there's a few books, but the one that I would recommend possibly for them to read would be that one, Seeking Allah, Finding Jesus, because the cool part is it's a story. It's a, it's a biography yeah. of this girl who grew up Muslim, was Muslim, and it's her journey, so that would be a good, good story that. to read.
1: That's I like that. Also, just continually sharpening yourself. I, I highly recommend Ravi Zacharias International Ministries, especially if you're planning on continually sharing the gospel with people of other faiths. You need to be equipped before you go into the conversation. You know, I got to admit, though, I kind
0: of love the approach. I like as far as like, like I hate telemarketers. And usually I just get like mean and vindictive and hang up and say, don't call me anymore. But I like the idea of just starting to share the gospel with them. And as long as they'll sit on the phone, telling the gospel to them. And then if they hang up well, you achieve the goal that you would have done if you would have hung up anyways. Yeah. If they hear the gospel and want to. If they're a Muslim and want to find resources about Christianity, then awesome. What a great tool. I know. So I might start doing that. There you go. It's a good idea.
1: Um, Hello. I need some guidance. My parents split up when I was 10 years old. My father abandoned us. I have two siblings. Throughout the years, it was one of us kids, mostly me, who would reach out to him. He would engage and then nothing. My mom maybe received two support payments from him ever. Plus, he raised three other kids as his own. My mom passed away almost five years ago, and he didn't reach out to us because he thought we should have reached out to him. Recently, though, he had a death scare and is trying to make amends. My older sibling has been in contact with him. My, other, my younger sibling and I have decided not to. Is this wrong of us? He was not there when I needed a father, so I don't feel I need to know him. When my mom died, so did my dad, since she had to fill both roles.
0: Hmm. Thoughts? So I don't think there's anything wrong with not wanting to reach out to him. But I do think that as a Christian, there is something right with reaching out to him. So if you choose not to, I don't think God's going to hold it over your head for not reaching out to him. I don't think that there's anything wrong with not doing it. But as a Christian, I think you have an incredible opportunity to possibly be the hands and feet of Christ and possibly be an opportunity to speak love and truth into this man's life and possibly see him end up going to heaven. So I think there's nothing wrong with not doing it, but there is something very right as a believer to do it. Um, and, and this is going to get super cheeseball in a second, so please forgive me. Um, but I, I just think about that, um that, that uh, I can only imagine movie, the Mercy Me movie, um, when you saw Bart's relationship with his dad, a dad who beat him and abused him, um, and then he came home, and that, gosh, okay, that scene with Dennis Quaid where you find out he's dying, and it's oh like... gosh so don't talk about this movie. heartbreaking bro oh. heartbreaking Gosh, um I love that movie. so i like i saw in that moment i was like man that's the hands and feet of christ yep like i agree like i, I look in that movie at bart and i'm like was there anything wrong with him leaving if he would have left and said you know what no i'm gonna leave yes i forgive you but i don't want a relationship with you like, as Christians, we ha- we need to forgive. So if you choose not give him, there's something wrong with that. But if you forgive him in your heart, but you're like, yeah, I forgive him. I just don't want a relationship. I just don't want to – there's nothing wrong with that. But there is something incredibly Christ-like to say, look, this isn't what I want. And that's where what, – what, when when I end and Christ begins is when when we look like Christ the most. So when we come into a situation and say, look, this isn't what I want, mm-hmm. but I'm going to do it anyways because it's going to make me look more like Christ – there's no time in life when we look more like Christ than when we come to the end of ourselves and do something anyways. So um, you have an opportunity to really look like Jesus in this situation.
1: I love it. I love it all. This is good, good advice. Couldn't say anything better. Dex? No, it's cool, man. I don't want to
2: take up any time. It's cool. <laughs> you, you talk too much, so I don't really yeah. get a chance to talk. So.
1: Here, we can let you take this one because no, the girl who asked about the dating, mic off. <laughs> uh, asked about dating the Christian man is mad at us. I'm good. Because we totally skipped right over her questions. The uh, what? Huh? Remember we got that question about how, when a Christian man is truly into you, what does a real man do to show I said that. I answered and, that. Yeah, I know. And they, she said, um, you didn't answer my questions. You skipped right over them. Please try and answer them to help me understand. Thanks.
0: Wait, I did answer them though.
1: No, but she said you didn't. You You skipped over them. She said, yeah, I got that. We were dating with the intention of marriage, but you're not answering my question. I'm like, well, let me tell you, sweetheart. With conversation like this, no wonder he's. Never
0: mind. Oh man, no. So how do you how do you know if he's really into you? I, again, I think if he's if he's stated that he's committed, if there's a pursuit yeah. of marriage, I think that that's one. Um, so you said he's stringing you along, but if he said I want to date you with a pursuit of marriage, I wouldn't call that stringing you along. Now, if you come and say, hey, he said that four years ago and we're still dating, then yeah. So maybe give some clarity so we understand exactly how long it's been. If you're like, it's been three months and there's no ring. No, but I'm. I'm Oh, man. Oh, man. You turn his mic off. (laughs) That's my mic. You suck. Okay. Okay. All right. So. So um, anyways, before I was so rudely interrupted. Um, I, part of its time frame. if it's like, oh, it's been three months and there's no ring, that's not stringing you along at all. So how long has it been? Um, I would say, does he lead you in Christ-like ways? So does he encourage you, um, to go to church? You guys go to church together. Is he trying to get you to do things that you shouldn't do? If he's, is he trying to get you to have sex? He's like, well, if you love me and if we're going to get married anyways, he's not Christ-like dump him. You don't need to be with him. If he's trying to get you to sin, that's not what Jesus does. So, uh, look at where he's leading you spiritually. Look at where he's leading you long term. So again, is there a promise or is there a goal of marriage in mind? Um, look at those things. Uh, and so I would look at th- those are a few of the things that I would look at. I did a message on if you really want to know. I did a message on dating. You can find it on our website, Calgary Church. Um, I forget what it was called, but I did a message on it. So
1: I just got called Stephen by like seven women on YouTube. So
0: that's funny. Yeah,
1: I'm just saying. How did... Never mind. Moving on. Um, somebody chimed in and said, my father walked out on me and my siblings when I was five. i
0: Isn't this one we just had?
1: I'm now 28 years old. He struggled with alcohol addiction and physically abused my mother. I've been talking to him now for the past two years. He regrets everything he did to us and has asked for our forgiveness. I have forgiven him. And he really has changed his life around. My mother is actually wanting to move back in with him after 23 years wow. of separation. Yes. Forgiveness takes time and in my experience has felt really good. So, wow, encouragement good. Encouragement for that. You know, I just want to say, I want to
0: point out because the show's almost over. Yeah. These questions we're getting here at the end about yeah. dads leaving when these kids were young yeah. and then coming back. It's harder to rekindle a relationship than it is to keep a relationship. So I would just use this, again, as some encouragement for that first question we had of that dad who's trying to be there, who's trying to be a good dad. Mm-hmm. Dads, we got to step it up. I'm yeah. just seeing so much pain. All these all these people who are growing up without dads, it's an epidemic. We need to be present. We need to be there. We need to invest in our kids. And so just to that dad who called earlier with concern for his daughter who ran away and just saying he wants to be there, wants to be a good dad, good for you. Yep. Um. Keep doing it. You know, do, do play the long game, do the hard work, learn to be a good dad. Amen. Um, and you dads out there, do the same. Look, be there for your kids, be a good dad, don't walk away. Don't, it, it's it's just heartbreaking, man.
1: Yeah, dude. Um, and
0: I would say, as a note to those girls who are dating somebody, to this girl who's dating a guy, she's wondering if he's stringing you along. Look, if if you're dating a guy who's having a hard time being present and be there and being committed. Understand that he's probably going to have those same issues when kids come along as well. Yeah, He's going to have a hard time being committed and being there and being present for those kids. So if you see these traits in him as someone you're dating, they're going to also be present when he's a dad. So girls, be wise with who you're dating because that's where it starts.
1: Uh, swipe Right by Pastor Levi Lusco. We had like three different females chime in and say, tell her to read Swipe Right. Hey, Swipe Right. It helped me. Swipe Right. There you go. There you go. Yeah. Okay. Did we do it? We got
2: time for one more. Are we done? I think we're done. We done?
1: I mean, I've, we, um,
0: it's nine fifty-six. It's taking seven
1: minutes to read this next okay. one.
2: Okay. So. Nate Tick. see you next year, buddy.
0: Dude, that's right, huh?
2: Yeah, we got one more show tomorrow. That's
0: it. Christmas yeah. break. You guys don't have a you guys don't have a show next Thursday on the twenty seventh?
1: Nope, won't be here.
0: Oh. Well, yeah. I'll be gone.
1: Nice. He's in Montana. Yeah, Montana. Dude, that's He gets fun. to go home for Christmas. Yeah. It'd be great.
2: Yeah. All right guys, thank you so much if uh, you know you didn't get your question answered. Steve, do you what? save those or yeah, okay, good. totes. All right totes. And if you missed any of the show this morning, go to iTunes, you can go to YouTube,
1: Star88FM. I'd just like to point out that the uh, Trump wall is up to $4.6 million. So close to a to billion. For our podcasters who listen to
2: it. They need hour. a billion?
0: They
1: need they a need billion. a billion dollars.
2: Well, actually, they need five billion, but the goal is to reach the a billion. The goal is a billion.
0: Who, like, who started this uh, campaign? Some
1: random human. Okay, he's a His vet. Name is he's lost three limbs. Oh, Bill Peterson. Sorry. His name's Bill Peterson. Get out of here. All right,
2: guys. We'll see you. Bye.